for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It's the radio guy, Mike Prince. It's Football Friday. How are you guys doing today? Hopefully, you are recouping from your day of turkey and football. The football overload on yesterday. But a good overload to have. Panthers, ugly win. But a win is a win. Cowboys. Still can't get over the hump of a team of substance. FCS playoffs begin this weekend. And of course, we got the Bayou Classic between Grambling and Southern. So go and figure that one out. Meanwhile, I want to remind you guys that our social media handle for Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter are at the Mike Prince Show. The YouTube channel is Open Mic Broadcast Network. Our website, obnradio.com, and the 24 hour dial in message line 713 570 6736. And without any further delay, we will jump right into today's episode. Panthers go on the road, win the Turkey Day Classic over Alabama State by the score of 20 to 17. I am happy for the win, but what an ugly win it was. It was, let's say for lack of a better word, a game of blown opportunities on both sides played in front of 15,252 people and it was Connolly having a solid performance 15 of 31 for 48 percent 149 yards two touchdowns one interception but he did his damage on the ground 20 rushes for 200 and two yards. The surprising thing about this was there was no Jalen Morton senior year. Last time we spoke with Coach Dooley on the teleconference, he had assured us that Morton would be in this particular game. We understood him not playing Edward Waters but not quite sure if the injury was that significant or just like everything else, some behind-the-scenes stuff that was going on. We'll have to find that out a little bit down the road. But nonetheless, Connolly had a pretty efficient day. Caleb Broach ended up rushing for 59 yards off of four touches. And somewhat disappointing, DeWanye Tucker not able to get into a groove. 23 carries 
for 56 yards. Did have a touchdown. He averaged 2.4 yards a carry. So unofficially, he had 1,007 yards coming into this. And with the 56 yards that he earned on yesterday would bring his rushing total for the 2019 campaign to 1,063 yards on the season. So he does finish as a 1,000-yard rusher, which is also important when you look over the career of running backs. And as we go through this and you're, you're happy that the Panthers were able to secure the win, it ensured a winning season, 6-5 and five on the season. And some of you have already told me that you weren't going to get too excited with the 6-5 and five season because you had the likes of Edward Waters and Virginia Litchburg on your schedule in the same year. Well, I do understand you, but at the position I'm in right now, I'm going to kind of take what I could get at this time. Panthers end up four and three in conference play, secures them in the number three spot in front of Arkansas Pine Bluff and Texas Southern in the Western Division. And when you dissect this thing and break it down, Southern University, after Saturday, will either be 6-1 and one or 5-2 and two in conference play, and Grambling would be either 4-3 and three or 5-2 and two in conference play. So now you, you start dissecting the conference. Alabama A&M, Alabama State are all at four and three. And it will give you, when we look back in history, and people just kind of go through the stat line, that Prairie View had a pretty decent season in 2019. And it's almost deceptive when you look at it like that. I've been on record since before the first kickoff that this by far was an exceptionally talented team. And I had them picked, in fact, to win the West. When you looked at the talent, looked at the schedule, and you break things down, and I was like, well, I can see the Panthers going 6-1 and one in conference with their only loss at that time being to Alcorn State. Why? Because of the talent. Some of the assessments from the practices that I was able to attend and witness. And not because I'm a homer. Those of you who listen to this show on a regular enough basis, know that although I am a true blue Prairie View supporter and fan, I try to be as simple and straightforward as possible, especially when it comes to breaking down these games. 
This stuff is never, ever personal, at least not from my point of view. Because as a journalist, I can't get overwhelmed with the home cooking. I have to be able to call it for what it is and deal with the facts and the facts only. And when we break down this 2019 Panthers football program, and when all the dust has settled, it'll make you go, wow. The Panthers, in their 11-game schedule, with the exception to the University of Houston, they were their own worst enemies. And the reason I say that is because University of Houston beat them. A larger FBS school was not even going to factor them in on the win and loss column. In fact, that was one of the games I projected them losing. And when you go through this schedule, and we're going to do that here in just a moment, hopefully it'll make sense on what I'm talking about. You open up against Texas Southern. You win 44 to 23. All right. The streak keeps going. And to be honest, you somewhat expected that. You're dealing with a first-year coach. Texas Southern has challenges within already. And like I stated, the talent that you have, you go and you take care of business. The second week, you take care of U of H. U of H beats you by the score of 37 to 17. I somewhat expected that. I even anticipated Nichols giving the Panthers a hard time. And as a result, although we were up by 21 at one time, you lose that one 42 to 35. But that was on my radar to say, okay, I got you. I'll give you that one. That's what they call a mulligan in golf. And I was okay with that. Then you head to the reservation. I knew this was going to be a tough game. Alcorn is always tough at home. I actually had given Alcorn the victory in that Alcorn came with a 45-41 victory. I was okay. Then you get into the meat of your schedule. You meet Grambling at the State Fair Classic. You win 42-36. Still on course. And Southern University, although I projected them to beat Southern University based on the fact that they wanted to regroup from the 38-0 embarrassment at home the prior year. You go down there, you struggle a little bit. You make it competitive, you lose 34-28. Virginia Lynchburg, I question this in the beginning. But as expected, you blow them out 51-0. Then Jackson State comes to town on Thursday night. Goes into overtime. A couple of miscues. You end up coming up short 38-35. Pine Bluff. Another home game. Talent shows up. You win 37-20. 
And lo and behold, you have Edward Waters. Edward Waters comes in, makes it somewhat interesting in the beginning. But once again, the talent kicks in. You overwhelm Edward Waters by the score of 41 to 14. And then you go on the road and you finish Alabama State in the Turkey Bowl Classic by the score of 20 to 17. As a result, you have your six and five season. And as I stated earlier, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, someone scanning through the archives and say, okay, Prairie View went six and five, 2019, not bad. Here is where the disappointment kicks in. Going back to the Texas Southern game, 18 penalties for 132 yards. University of Houston, 11 penalties for 98 yards. Nichols, 13 penalties for 122 yards. Alcorn, 12 penalties for 123 yards. Grambling, 10 penalties for 89 yards. Southern University, 12 penalties for 107 yards. Virginia Lynchburg, five penalties for 37 yards. Jackson State, 16 penalties for 143 yards. Arkansas Pine Bluff, nine penalties for 62 yards. Edward Waters, four penalties for 45 yards. Alabama State, 16 penalties for 128 yards. For the entire year, the Panthers have 126 penalties called against them for a total of 1,086 yards. On average, the Panthers committed 11 penalties for 99 yards per game. That is equivalent to giving up a touchdown per game due to lack of control and lack of self-discipline. An average of seven points. Let's go over the games that the Panthers fell short. You lose to Jackson State 38-35. And to be honest with you, to me, that was probably the most disappointing loss of the season. But in that game, you had 16 penalties for 143 yards. That's a touchdown and a field goal, technically. That's 10-point swing right there, but you lose by three. Southern University, you lose 34 28. You had 12 penalties for 107 yards. That's a touchdown. With the extra point, you win that game technically 35 34. 
Alcorn State, you lose that game by four points, but you had 12 penalties for 123 yards. That's another touchdown and a field goal. That's a 10-point swing. Technically, that could have been 51-45 in favor of the Panthers. You lose to Nickel State up by 21 at one point of this game. But you had 13 penalties for 122 yards. You lose by seven. That's at least a touchdown and a field goal. University of Houston, you lose by 20. But you had 11 penalties for 98 yards. Like I stated, that was a game that you just lose at every angle. So when you go back and you look at this Nichols game, the Alcorn game, the Southern game, and the Jackson State game. That's four games. Four games that could have turned the season from a ho-hum season to a simply magical season. Another common denominator in those four games, all of those were teams above 500. The only game that the Panthers win on the 2019 campaign against a team that was over 500 were the Grambling State Tigers. And they caught the Grambling State Tigers at a down point of the season. But once again, a win is a win. The question is, if the Panthers and the Tigers were to meet today, do you believe you would have the same results? And I know we play the games when we play the game, but I'm just trying to bring to light how it is such a disappointment that a team that is loaded with the talent that we have ends up just among the pack. Oh, yeah, I know I said Gramlin was the only team. Forgive me, I left Alabama State off. So those two teams were the teams of significance. Still doesn't change the fact that when we beat Gramlin, Gramlin was not the Gramlin that they are today. I know that changes have been made and probably will be some more changes made. It reminds us, A, you can't take anything for granted. It also reminds us there's always room for improvement. It also reminds me the difference between being a good team and becoming a great team is discipline and self-control. Hopefully, the Panthers can learn tremendously from this 2019 campaign. Hopefully, they can get past some of the internal hiccups. And hopefully, we can get this PV train on course, headed to greatness. The Bayou Classic will be this weekend. Who do you see winning? This contest, will it be Grambling or will it be the Southern Jags? We're on the countdown. I 
think this is going to be an epic game. We'll see how it unfolds. Who will face off against Alcorn at the reservation come December 7th? FCS playoffs. Holy Cross at Maramont, Central Connecticut State at Albany. Furman will be at Austin P. Illinois State will be at Southeast Missouri State. San Diego will be at Northern Iowa. North Dakota will be at Nichols. Kennesaw State will be at Wofford. Villanova will be at Southeast Louisiana. Two Southland teams, not only in the playoffs, but hosting the playoffs. And although Villanova is coming in, with a 9-3 and three record, they're number four from the CAA. Southeast Louisiana, 7-4, and four, number three in the Southland. We're going to have a little fun and have a pick em in our FCS playoff games. Southeast Louisiana, although they're hosting this game, I believe that Villanova will have enough to get the road win. So I'll ride with Villanova over Southeast Louisiana. Kennesaw State at Wofford. Wofford's eight and three. Kennesaw ten and two. This is probably going to be a battle royale in round number one in particular. But I really and truly believe that Wofford will have what it takes to get past Kennesaw State. So I'll go with Wofford in that contest. North Dakota at Nichols. North Dakota coming in with a 7-4 record. And they're independent. They had enough juice in the tank to sway the FCS selection committee and let them in. Nichols, 8-4, representing the Southland Conference. I believe Nichols will beat North Dakota. So I'll ride with Nichols in that one. San Diego at Northern Iowa. San Diego, representation of the Patriot League. I believe they'll be victorious over Northern Iowa. Illinois State, Southeast Missouri State. Southeast Missouri State is at nine and three. Illinois is at eight and four. And I'm throwing logic all out on this one. I'm going to have to go with the home state, Missouri over Illinois. <laughs> Furman at Austin P. I really believe Furman will be able to pull the road upset and take care of Austin P. 
Central Connecticut State at Albany. Albany's eight and four. Central Connecticut State is at eleven and one. And although Central Connecticut State is at eleven and one, I believe Albany will come out victorious in this game. Holy Cross at Maramont. It's been ten years since Holy Cross has been in the FCS playoffs. I think it'll probably be another ten years after they lose to Maramont. I believe Marmoth will be victorious over Holy Cross and what I'm thinking will be a lopsided event. So there you have it. Football Friday in overdrive. Huge NFL weekend, in particular that of my Pittsburgh Steelers fighting and clawing their way in the rematch against Cleveland. A huge game of significance. Waiting to see what's going to happen with that. With the Bills victorious over the Cowboys and the latest statements by Jerry Jones, has Jason Garrett finally come to the last days being the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys? It's like the old Tootsie Roll commercial. The world may never know. Don't forget to join us tomorrow morning, Saturday, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. We'll have the Carlos Brown Show live right here at the Open Mic Broadcast Network. Sunday night, we will have the Sports Report live beginning at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. You all pray for Miss Saunders Stamp. She's been under the weather. Hopefully she'll get back to her bubbly self and she'll continue with She Said, She Said Sports. Don't forget, if you want to be a part of the go-to crew, some of you saying, man, what is the go-to crew? You have to instant message me or direct message me at the Mike Prince Show on Twitter. Give you all the details you want. But we're looking for people from the MEAC, the SWAC, and any other HBCU connection. All you have to do is have a love for sports and the simple know-how how to follow a few instructions and you're qualified to be a part of the go-to crew. Call the message line, leave your inquiry and information, and we'll get back to you. 713-570-6736. I've got the exit stage left. My time is far spent on this Friday after Thanksgiving. I am the radio guy, Dr. Mike Prince. Thank you, you guys, so much for joining us on today. I want to thank our sponsors, Attorney Lee Van Richardson of Hempstead, Texas. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance of Waller, Texas. Diva Skin Conditioner at DivaFeet.com. Prairie View Athletic Club of Prairie View, Texas. And Temple of Refuge Ministries of Prairie View, Texas. I've got to go. 
I am the radio guy, Dr. Mike Prince. You guys be blessed. And we'll see you on the other side. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.